Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Halley. Hello, Oilers fans. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name, as always, Connor Halley. Make sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. And before we get going today, as usual, I want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, DraftKings. Make sure to sign up today. Use promo code THPN. It can help you out in a lot of ways. I'll let you know more about that later on in the show. Of course, you've got the NHL. Playoffs will be here in no time. NBA playoffs getting going shortly. You've got Major League Baseball, golf, mixed martial arts. And before we know it, unfortunately, summer will be over and the NFL will be back. So lots of stuff to be doing on DraftKings with Daily Fantasy Sports. Sign up today, promo code THPN, and uh, you'll have a lot of fun. Do so responsibly. Like I said, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on in the show today. Uh, on the show, we will be joined by Zach Lang. He, of course, with Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff, also contributing with the Jays Nation. So maybe I'll have to talk a little baseball. I'm going to my first Jays game at the end of the month here. I had a trip planned out to go see some baseball in May of 2020. Obviously, something happened, and I was unable to go down. But the girlfriend and I will be heading out to Toronto at the end of the month to see the Jays and Yankees, and I think the Jays and Astros. So uh might have to ask Zach uh, his thoughts on the Toronto Blue Jays. Great start to the season for them. But, of course, the main thing we'll talk about is the Edmonton Oilers. They're in action on a Tuesday night, taking on the Minnesota Wild. That's a 6 o'clock puck drop. In that one, the Oilers coming off a loss to the Colorado Avalanche on Saturday night. 2-1 in a shootout. Um, the Avalanche were missing a couple of key players, obviously, in Gabriel Landeskog, as well as Nazem Kadri, but still a loaded team. And the Oilers played pretty well. They got a good goaltending performance from Mikko Koskinen, Darcy Kemper, obviously, one save better. So we'll talk to Zach about that one. We'll preview the uh, upcoming road trip for the Oilers. Of course, they've got the... Minnesota Wild on Tuesday night, like I said, and then on Thursday, they're down in Nashville taking on the Preds. So a couple good tests for the Edmonton Oilers. Later on this week, they will wrap up their homes or wrap up the road trip. Well, they'll do that on Thursday. On Saturday, they'll play home against the Vegas Golden Knights. Two o'clock start. Took me a while to get there, but uh, we got there eventually. Let's let's just bring in our guest now. He can help save the show here. Zach Lang of Oilers Nation, Daily Faceoff, Jays Nation. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at ZJLang. Zach, thank you so much for doing this today. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You know, big game tonight here against Minnesota, and uh, going to be an interesting stretch right here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the Oilers, uh, 
I mean, sure, you might like a couple easier opponents on the schedule, but down the stretch here, a lot of tough games for them. Uh, they'll be in playoff mode by the time the playoffs actually get going with lots of stiff competition. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get to, to Tuesday's game against the Minnesota Wild, though, I want to go back to Saturday. The Oilers, uh, they fall to the Colorado Avalanche 2-1 in a shootout. Uh, entertaining game going up against one of the top teams in the league. Uh, despite the outcome, what did you make of the Oilers' play? Man, it was an impressive game. I, I got to say, it was probably one of the best games I've seen them play all year long. Um, you know, they were able to put up 50 shots against a, a really good Colorado team. Uh, you know, I think the thing that impressed me most most in this is just how sound they played all around. And granted, yeah, you know, Colorado's missing a couple of bodies, but, you know, there's a reason they're still the top team in the West, right? So, you know, it gave me a little bit more confidence in this team, this Oilers club, and being able to say, hey, you know what? Maybe we actually can hang with the big boys in this conference. You know, maybe we can hang with the Colorados and the Floridas and the Carolinas of the world. Uh, and, you know, once you get into the playoffs, you never know what can happen. So it's a game where I walked away feeling better about this club than when I walked into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of had that, that feeling, you know, with the way the Oilers have played the last couple of years, like the... the this, the, the skill game they can play, uh, they can play up to the level of opponents, but also play down. But, you know, since Jay Woodcross came around, I mean, it looks like they've kind of cleaned those things up and they're, they're beating the teams they should, should beat and hanging around with the teams that, you know, I think on paper are a little bit stronger. As, since Coach Woodcroft and, and as well, Assistant Coach Dave Manson joined the team, uh, what's been the biggest change that you've noticed with this group? I mean, I think it's easy to sit here and say almost everything, to be frank. Um, they seem to play a completely different style of game. I think most impressive, though, is, is their play at five-on-five. Five. You know, they really seem to shore, uh, shore it up, and there's some impressive numbers that have changed over time. Uh, they're giving up less goals against. They're scoring a lot more offensively as well. Um, and Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson are seeming to get the most out of pretty much every single player on this roster. Um, you know, there's one or two players maybe that I would say haven't quite stepped up to the plate uh, the way that's been needed at this point in time. But, you know, you look at it like these guys are making the Devon Shores of the world look like good, effective players. And, and granted, you know, a lot of people were high on, on Devin Shore before, but, you know, he's doing even better under Woodcroft. Uh, the top guys are doing better. You know, the middle six is more effective. Uh, you have three lines you can roll out there and feel confident at any point. And, you know, defensively, yeah, there's still some warts. Um, but, you know, I think the addition of Brett Kulak on the back end has been huge for this club as well. I think he's really helped to steady the defensive core a little bit and, and really has helped out a guy like Tyson Berry on that third pairing. So, uh, you know, there's been so much that's changed uh, in the last, you know, two months here. Uh, it's been impressive to see. Now, and I mean, the star players, I think there's probably a, a more overall commitment to defense, which has probably helped out the goaltending, you know, in return, because we know how, how poor it was for a little while there. Uh, are you, if I were to ask you, you know, who who's the starting goalie for this team going into the playoffs? Would you be able to pick one and, you know, have 100% confidence in that selection? Or is it kind of like, we really have to wait and see what happens because it's been so up and down? I mean, I think you really have to wait and see, but I really do think it's going to be Mike Smith. Um, you know, both goaltenders are playing some of their best hockey of the season right now, which is great to see. And um, It's the time where you want them playing at their best. You know, I think for a guy like Smith, the team's a little bit more comfortable in front of them. 
Uh, in my eyes, at least, they seem to play a little bit more confident with Mike Smith in that. And you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the way he's able to play the puck and move it around. You know, I don't think you can go wrong at this point in time. Um, do I think either of them are a bona fide number one starter? Definitely not. But I think with Smith, you know, you maybe get a little bit more confidence. You know, it'll be curious to see the way they deploy uh, both goaltenders through the playoffs, too, because I think it's going to be a scenario where we see, you know, a little bit of back and forth and who gets the starts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it could just be timing, right? Like who who heats up down the stretch? Does one guy fall off? Uh, I made the case yesterday for Miko Koskinen being the guy, and and my look was that you know you look back at some of the games that he started, and he's got wins against Tampa, he's got wins against Florida, uh, Washington twice this year. Like he's gone out there against some of the stiffer competition and played well enough to get the victories. But I mean, I, I could see it going either way. I know a lot of people look at Mike Smith and the the puck handling ability that might set him apart, especially in the playoffs, just helps out having that guy back there. So, yeah, that's going to be something fun to watch uh, down the stretch here, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, just on the topic of playoffs and a, a potential first-round matchup with the LA Kings, uh, that could change potentially Drew Doughty out for the remainder of the season. Um, if if the Oilers were to meet up against the LA Kings in the playoffs without Drew Doughty, just how much of a game-changer is that for that series? I mean, it's pretty significant. Um, you know, I think LA's played well without Drew Doughty, but there's no no doubt about the fact that Doughty's one of the top defensemen in the league and has been for a very long time here. So, you know, he's the leader on that team, and he's the guy that, you know, they all look to and rally around. So, you know, I think if the Oilers have a matchup with LA, even if Doughty were in the lineup, I really like the Oilers' odds in that one. Um, I just look at the way the Oilers club has played, and, and they just seem to be able to hang with anybody. And I think a team like L.A. is one where, um, you know, it would be a difficult matchup for sure, but I would feel pretty confident about it. Now, I guess I, I should also ask you this. I mean, the L.A. Kings right now, 86 points in 74 games played. The Vegas Golden Knights only two points back with a game in hand. Do you think the Kings can hold off Vegas? Because uh, that might be a little bit of a tougher task for the Oilers in the first round taking on Vegas. Yeah, I mean, the thing that you worry about with Vegas is the fact that they can activate some guys off the LTIR right away and, and get them into game action for the playoffs. You know, a guy like Mike, Mark Stone coming back would be, you know, really dangerous for anybody that has to face Vegas. You know, do I see Vegas getting there? I, I'm not sure that I do. I think they just have a little bit too much ground to cover right now uh, to be able to catch up. You know, like, I mean, I, I know they're two points back. Um, but Vegas has played some good hockey as of late, but I just don't know if they have the what's needed to get to that next level here in these next couple of games. Um, you know, you look at the Oilers, and they're sitting in a really good spot right now, four up on L.A., um, and, and uh, even more up on Vegas. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see the way it kind of plays out here, but I don't know if I like Vegas' odds of getting in. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun little well three weeks of hockey here. The uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have the Coyotes. They've got the Canucks. They've got uh, or sorry, they just beat the Coyotes. They've got the Canucks, Flames, Oilers, Devils, Caps, Sharks, Stars, Blackhawks, Blues. So yeah, not not the easiest of schedules, but definitely some winnable games in there. Uh, Zach, a guy who for some reason, and I I don't quite understand it. He's been kind of the center of the debate on Twitter. The last couple of days here, maybe even longer than that. I think I heard it on 1260 going back into last week. And it's uh, forward, yes, a guy who, in my opinion, 
you know, there's some things that he can work on, but the things that he does when he's out there, it's, it's just phenomenal. I mean, he, obviously he makes the guys around him better. He's in there winning puck battles. He's separating players from pucks. He's, he's doing all the little things and the team's winning. I don't get the negativity surrounding number 13. Is there, is there any way you can explain this? It's hard to it's hard to explain honestly. I think it's a very small group of people who maybe don't see the true value that uh, Yesipuliarvi brings to the table for this club. Um, he, he's a bit of an awkward player out there on the ice. Mm-hmm. By the high test, he doesn't seem to do a whole ton of things right. Um, you know, you see him fan on shots, you see him miss scoring chances. Um, but the truth of the matter is, I mean, the impact that he has on the game is tremendous. Um, yeah, I think there's a legitimate argument that he is one of the most, if not the most valuable player on the Oilers roster this year. And yes, I'm even talking over a guy like McDavid or Dreisaitl. Um, everybody that Yesapuliarvi plays with becomes a better player, and their on-ice numbers just go to show for that. Um, just a few numbers that I've looked at over the last few days here. You know, Puliarvi's played the majority of his time with Connor McDavid um, at 5-on-5 five five this season. So when Puliarvi and McDavid are together, they control almost 60% of the shot attempts. When McDavid is away from Puliarvi, uh, there's only 52% control of those shot attempts. With the goals at 5-on-5, five five, when Puliarvi and McDavid are together, they control almost 68% of the goals scored. And when McDavid is away from Puliarvi, it drops all the way down to 48%. So the impact that Puliarvi is having is, is massive. Um, even when you just look at the numbers like that, it's really hard to argue against the impact that he's making on the ice. You know, is he a bit of an awkward player? Yes. Does he have room to grow? Absolutely. There's no denying that. Um, but at the end of the day, this is still a young man who's still trying to find his way in the NHL. And I actually saw a pretty interesting comparison yesterday um, from somebody on Twitter, goes by Codex Rex, so shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, comparing him to a guy like Elias Lindholm, right? Like, you think about Elias Lindholm when he was in Carolina, he had low shooting percentages, but he was always kind of like one of these guys that people talked about as being a really strong defensive player. Um, and then you look at what Lindholm's done in Calgary the last couple of years, and he's been a real breakout player. And I really see Pugliarvi in a similar fashion because, you know, yes, is a guy who's kind of been bit by the PBO bug, so to speak, or you know, a, le- a low shooting percentage and even a lower on a shooting percentage. So I think that the offensive game is something that's going to come to Pugliarvi in due time. Um, but I think what's really is, really is important is, is how strong he is defensively. We had a lot of people, you know, we were talking about it, Jason Stratok and I, uh, on the Jason Greger show yesterday, and a lot of people were texting in about his contract. And, I mean, if if I was his agent, and I'm the furthest thing from a player player's agent, the long term would not be even an option. Like it's for me, the advice would be, hey, yes, we're going to get you a, a skills coach. We're going to work on some of those things. Uh, maybe fly into Toronto so you can work with Connor McDavid in the off season. Do the things that he does. We'll sign a, a bridge deal, and in a couple of years, you know, when you're a thirty goal scorer, twenty five goal scorer, then we'll talk about a long term extension. Uh, where do you come out when it comes to an extension for JP? Yeah, I mean, I think when we talk about an extension, you obviously, with a guy like this, in my opinion, want to try and sign him for as long as possible. Um, I think the owners have been bit by bridge contracts in the past, mm-hmm. uh, namely looking at a guy like Darnell Nurse, right? You know, the owners had to bridge him twice before they locked him up long-term, and it really inflated what that long-term contract value was. Um, for Pooley Arby, I can totally understand why 
he would much rather wait around to try and cash in a little bit further down the road. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if you might be able to get him for a contract similar to that of just, uh, sorry, of uh, Oscar Kleffbaum, but I think that's really where the push should be. You know, you try and lock him up and you get him at a number of maybe four and a half, five million dollars. And you say, hey, you know what? We want you here. We want you here for the long term. You know, would you take maybe a little bit less money than what you could make one day um, in, in order to kind of be able to still build pieces around you and the other players on this team? Now, would he go for it? I don't know. Um, again, we don't know. Is he looking for long-term security right away or does he want to cash in further down the road? Um, I think at the end of the day, this is a guy who maybe down the road could be pretty significant if the offensive side comes around for him. Um, so, you know, I, I would be trying to lock him up as long as possible right now. Yeah, and I, I agree with you with that 100%. If I'm the Oilers, Ken Holland, I'm looking to make that long-term deal. If I'm the agent, I'm saying, no, let's uh, boost those stats, then we'll talk. Uh, hopefully they can find uh, somewhere in the middle and, and make it happen because I, I think this guy needs to stay with the Oilers and uh, could be a huge piece for them uh, in the next couple of years here. Let's go back down to the blue line here. Uh, another guy who's got a bright future with this team, Evan Bouchard, uh, had a three-point night a couple nights ago. Uh, we, we've seen the good, we've seen the bad, but in the first full year here with Evan Bouchard, what have you thought? Oh, man, I think Evan Bouchard's been great this year. Um, he's a player who's really impressed me in the way he's kind of grown. Um, I think he's taken some steps in the right direction this year. And, you know, he's actually helping Duncan Keith a lot, I think, on the ice as well. Um, you know, Bouchard's on ice impacts aren't tremendous at this point in time. But when you look at the raw point totals, I mean, it's hard to argue with it, right? <laughs> this is a guy who is producing right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, when you look at it, he's their highest-scoring defenseman. He's got 10 goals and 38 points in 72 games. Uh, that's really good for a defenseman, especially when you consider a lot of those points are coming at even strength as well, right? He's very limited on the power play. He's only got six of his points there. So you know, I think it's great to see the way Bouchard's kind of blossomed this season. Um, obviously, he's also a guy that's got a long ways to go. He's only 22 years old. Um, but to be putting those numbers up so far, uh, on the Oilers' back end, I think is a great thing that people sometimes overlook. Uh, I think people in this market tend to expect maybe a little bit too much of some younger players that roll through here. And I think Bouchard's a guy that's a, a good candidate to fit into that group, so to speak. Um, I've been impressed with his game, and I, I really think the sky's the limit for this guy. I think he's got number one defenseman potential on that right side. Um, and I'm really excited to see where that goes down the road. Yeah, and I'm going to blame those uh, 2000s teams, uh, 2010s, for the the Oilers fans. I kind of hope guys would be peaking at age 21, 22. Uh, unfair expectations for any young player, especially, you know, I, I think we looked it up. Evan Bouchard's in game like 98. Like he, he's, he's not even close to 100. We, we hear that number 200, 300 games played, uh, kind of thrown out as marks when you see what a defenseman actually is in the NHL. He's got room to grow, but I agree. I mean, uh, he's got some signs that show that he's going right in the right direction. Um, for the Oilers here, going into the playoffs, uh, one of the things that always gets thrown out there and kind of annoys me because I, I would love if the official officials would just call the book as it is, regular season, postseason, but we know in the postseason uh, the whistles can go away just a little bit. Do you think the Oilers, I mean, with the additions they've made, I mean, Evander Kane makes them a little tougher. They brought in Warren Fogle. They signed, uh, you know, Derek Ryan. Um, Zach Cassian's there. They, I think, tried to get a little bit tougher and, and maybe more built for the playoffs. Uh, going into the playoffs, do you think this team has the stuff to go on a little bit of a run, win a series or two? Uh, 
Yeah, I really do. I think so. You know, I think the question still lies in the goaltending. Uh, can they get us there? I think the roster otherwise is pretty solid. And I think the big thing is, is that Woodcroft, like I mentioned earlier, you know, he's been able to get the most out of all of his players. You know, I feel comfortable rolling three, four lines um, out there any given night against pretty much any opponent. So, you know, the team has a higher purpose and everybody, every player on the team feels like they have a higher purpose. And I think that's what's really important to note too, you know, especially when we come into the playoffs, there has to be that full team buy-in to playing a certain style of game. And I think we're starting to see the evolution of that right now in these last couple of games where, you know, the Oilers are kind of hunkering down a little bit more defensively. They're trying to focus on the defensive side of the game first um, before, you know, really making any jumps offensively. And it's paid off, you know, because they've gone 2-0-1 in their last three games. And really, they've only scored six goals in those games as well, right? So um, some impressive stuff from this team. And I think that they can really make some noise in these playoffs. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up the points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash Whenever you want, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. The official sports betting partner of the NHL, 21 plus, restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado or New Hampshire. 888-789-7777. Or you can check out ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 8778-HOPE-NY, or you can text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-7989 in Tennessee or in Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. 21-plus, 18-plus in New Hampshire or Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, when you look down at Bakersfield, uh, is there anyone that you think can make that leap next season? I'm going to just bypass the playoffs. Like, maybe the Oilers lose Evander Kane because, you know, he, he gets a little more money in term thrown at him elsewhere. Um, maybe there's trades or anything. When you look down in Bakersfield, is there any players that you think can make that leap next year and, and jump into the NHL lineup and contribute? Yeah, I think it's Dylan Holloway, right? I think he probably comes in, and he might even come up as soon as the end of this season here, um, you know, to get some NHL action maybe on the third or fourth line. Um, you know, so I look at Holloway for sure as a guy who I think can come in next year and play a role on this club. Um, obviously, Tyler Benson, I've always been a fan of his game, but, you know, it's going to be hard to see where he kind of fits in in the future here. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting that they even made the move to send him back down to the minors. 
And granted, he's having some success. You know, he's got six points in 11 games down there this year. Um, but I think really it's between Holloway and Benson as the guys that can really step up there. I mean, in net, I don't see how Stuart Skinner isn't a full-time goaltender next year for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I think he's a guy who's more than ready uh, to make that jump to the next level. I think he's shown that, not only in his play this year at the NHL level, you know, getting in for some solid games, but down in Bakersfield as well. Like, he's one of the best goaltenders in the entire American Hockey League this year. 28 games played, he's got a 17-5-7 and record and a 9-16 save percentage. Like, that's some impressive stuff for a guy down there. So, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Stuart Skinner can do on a full-time role next year. Uh, on the blue line, I think Marcus Niemelainen might be a guy that gets spot duty, could be called up. Uh, another guy that I know Oilers fans have been high on for a while, uh, Dmitry Samorikov had the injury last year. Uh, this year got one opportunity, obviously, against the Blues. It didn't go very well. Uh, do you think either of those two or anyone else on the blue line might be able to hop in next year, get a, get a, get a look at least? Yeah, I think there's a couple of guys. I think Niemelainen is definitely an option for sure. He plays that big physical game that I think the Oilers really missed on the back end. You know, look for Philip Broberg to maybe be involved, too, from the get-go next year. Um, you know, we've seen that he's, despite a left shot, he can also play the right side. Uh, so that's pretty important for this club, I think. If they want to look at maybe moving out a guy like Tyson Berry in the offseason, Broberg could step in on that third pairing, uh, maybe with Brett Kulak moving forward and provide some quality minutes. Uh, Sam Rukov, I, I think it's a bit of a numbers game for him at this point. I don't even know if he's in the organization next year. Um, I think it would be pretty likely that the Oilers try and trade him here at the draft, maybe recoup a, a mid-to-late-round draft pick. A guy that I'm really interested in is Vincent Darnay, too. Uh, you know, he's 25 years old. He's 6'6", 216, and he's really having a breakout year down there in Bakersfield. He's got 27 points in 60 games. He's producing, and he's playing in all situations, whether it's the power play, the penalty kill, uh, or 5-on-5. Five five. So I think he's a guy that could make some noise. And the Oilers obviously like him because they signed him to a two-year uh, uh, contract not too, not too long ago. Now, Zach, before I let you go here, um, I, I read your piece for Jays Nation. Uh, the title, I Grew Up Hating Baseball. These Toronto Blue Jays changed that. Uh, see, I, I've been a Jays fan for a long time, and you know, going back, there, there's been some bad memories. I think, like my favorite player growing up was Jose Cruz Jr., like the Carlos Delgado, Raul Mondesi, uh, Roy Halladay, obviously Pat Hankin. Like there was, there's a lot of good guys, and then they had that playoff run a couple of years ago where they brought in Josh Donaldson and uh, had a really good team. Jose Batista, Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, I forget the third baseman, Troy Tulowitzki from Colorado. I still remember the night they acquired him. You're getting into baseball now, and these Jays are so much fun to watch. Uh, young, talented, having fun. Uh, what what got you into the Jays? Was it was it just the attitude of these young kids? A little bit, actually. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Like I, I kind of wrote about, I was never a baseball fan growing up. Um, I didn't really like the sport. I didn't understand it. And, you know, my girlfriend uh, in about 2016, when I met her, she was a Jays fan. And she kind of was like, oh, hey, you should watch some games with me. I was like, oh, no, I'm not interested. Uh, and I think what ended up changing for me was actually a little bit of osmosis. Um, you know, when I moved up here to Edmonton, you know, a little over two years ago, I started working close with Tyler Uremchuk and Cam Lewis. And both of them are, are massive Jays fans. Um, and so I kind of started following the game a little bit through them. And, you know, I saw the young guys like Vladdy and Bo and then the addition of a guy like George Springer. And I was like, hey, you know what? This is kind of interesting. And um, I, I love good stories. And I think baseball is a sport that's just got such a, 
a deep storied history um, in in America that they kind of drew me to it. So yeah, I'm kind of all in on the Blue Jays now. So it's my latest bandwagon, and you can call it a bandwagon <laughs> thing if you want. But you know, I uh, I just think it's fun to watch good teams and, and good athletic teams, and I think you know these Jays are one of them. And it's going to be interesting to see what kind of noise they make this year um, in a in a pretty good AL East. Yeah, and you know what? I have a theory when it comes to bandwagoners. They haven't won anything yet, and you're from Canada, and they're the only team we have up here. So I don't call you a bandwagoner at all. I think, you know, you're a fan of the team now. Um, had you hopped on, like, if they were to win a World Series and then you started cheering for them, then I might throw that label around. But I think you're good, Zach. And, uh, yeah, I'm actually, I, I talked about it to start off this show because I, you know, tease that you're writing for Jays Nation. I got to go to my first Jays game at the end of the month here, and I'm so excited. So, uh, uh, glad to have another Jays fan uh, on the social media as well, and I know you're you're pushing out the content there as well. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, it's uh, I want to get out to Toronto now to see a game. Like it's been really cool to see, you know, even this opening weekend how electric <laughs> Rogers Center was, um, and all the investments that Rogers has kind of made into the team. So yeah, it's going to be uh, pretty fun to follow this year, to say the least. And I'm glad you don't think I'm a bandwagon fan. So. I uh, I think I'm getting in at the right time here, you know, just before the sort of surge. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, the team's electric. The bats are on fire, and uh, you know, hopefully the pitching can figure it out. And and you know, that's kind of been the issue for the Jays for a long time. So uh, hopefully that gets corrected. Zach, thanks so much for joining me today here on the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll get you on again, maybe closer into the playoffs. That sounds great, man. Thanks for having me. Excellent stuff from Zach Lang of Oilers Nation, Jays Nation, and Daily Faceoff. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at ZJ Lang. Always appreciate Zach hopping on the podcast here. That's going to do it for another edition of the show. As I talked about a couple times, the Oilers in action on Tuesday night, taking on the Minnesota Wild. If you are looking for some pregame coverage, TSN 1260 has you covered. I'll be there. Tom Gazzola, Matt Cassian, as well as Jason Strudwick. That gets going at 5 o'clock on TSN 1260. For the Oilers, they're back in action on Thursday down in Nashville, and they return home to take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Could be a big game, potentially. We'll see how things go in the next couple days here. That's an early one. Nice 2 o'clock start down at Rogers Place. Should be a lot of fun. We'll preview that game on the uh, next episode of the Other Connor Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Really appreciate it. Big thank you to Zach once again for hopping on. Our sponsor, the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as DraftKings. Make sure to sign up and use promo code THPN when you do so. My name's Connor Halley. Give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Other Connor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.